when we stand before the Lord, we're not going to be held accountable for the for the results because we can't change a heart. Right. We're not going to be held accountable for how many babies were saved. Um, we're not going to be held accountable for how many people come to the Lord. We're going to be held accountable for our obedience to God, mm-hmm. not the results. The results are in the Lord's hands. The results are you know, God's conviction and people's response to that conviction. But we will be held accountable for our faithfulness. I am yours, I am yours, I am yours, send me, Lord. I am yours, I am yours, I am yours. Welcome to the Gospel Center Prayer Life Podcast, a podcast designed to equip, encourage, and challenge you in prayer life ministry, and always with a focus on the gospel. Stay tuned. I felt your passion, touched your heart. Welcome back to the Gospel-Centered Pro-Life Podcast. Appreciate you guys joining us. My name is Daniel Parks, and I serve as the West Coast Regional Shepherd for Love Life. I oversee all of our efforts from the Rockies West, and also I serve as the Sidewalk Outreach Director, so I oversee all of our Sidewalk Ministries nationally, and I'm joined, as always, by Vicki Cassiorg. Introduce hey, yourself. Hey, everyone. Yeah. It's good to be here with you, Vicki. It's good, good to, to be here yeah. with you, Daniel. Daniel's been gone hiking all over the... Appalachian Trail, right? Yeah, yeah, just got back yeah. from that, and yeah, just having some adventures. Also, I need to yeah. mention Vicky's role. I think we mentioned it. If you guys oh, yeah. listen to this podcast on a regular basis, you yeah. should know this by now. But yeah. if you're new, Vicky is our Sidewalk Outreach Training Director, mm-hmm. so she's involved in training people all over the nation to do sidewalk outreach, and she also oversees the sidewalk ministry here on Latrobe Drive, and, and actually in Charlotte training people here locally and overseeing the ministry. So a lot to what she does, but gets to experience some pretty cool stories and some pretty yeah. rough challenges, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a great ministry. Yeah. Everyone should be involved in it. Yeah, I think so. I think it's probably, um, well, for me, definitely the most challenging ministry I've ever been involved yep. in. Yeah. And probably from people that I've heard from that have been involved in other types of ministry, which I have too, but other people, I've had people say, you know, I was a missionary in Mexico or whatever, and this is yeah. far more difficult than that was. Yeah. This is this is like really tip of the spear yeah. ministry right there at the place where human beings are scheduled to die. So it's difficult ministry, and that's why we bring these podcast episodes to you guys, because we know that this is a difficult ministry. And it's good to know that other people experience the stuff that you experience, and so we like to bring our experiences and identify with you guys' experiences and bring some encouragement, bring some training to you guys. So we hope that you listen on a regular basis. And, you know, we've got at this point, I think, gosh, we've done over 200 episodes. Wow. And, um, gosh, I mean, I don't even know, 250 maybe I should know at this point, but I don't. Um, but... You know, we have covered every subject under the sun, I think. I think so. Almost every time someone has issued, like, have you done an episode about this? We can dig it up. Right. Yeah, there's an episode. We've done a podcast on that. It's it's so uh, it's so valuable to be able to have this backlog of so many podcasts over so many years dealing with actual issues we have faced because I think we've seen 
the vast bulk of what most people will face yeah. on this sidewalk. Yeah, no doubt. And we've talked about it and how to deal with it. Right. So, yeah. And yeah. so that, I want to encourage you guys. We have a website that we've set up, gospelcenteredprolife.com. All of our episodes are there. You can search. You can go into the tab that says episodes, the menu tab that says episodes, and you can search there, keywords or whatever. And again, promise you, whatever the subject is, we've covered that subject. And we're still covering more subjects. Seems like the Lord brings yeah. new stuff up on a regular mm-hmm. basis. Uh, but we do want to mention a change that we've decided to make. All of that previous stuff being said, <laughs> we've decided um, to go to once a month instead of weekly. We've done this weekly for over three years, I think. Yeah. yeah. And again, again, the Lord has given us some some content, and uh, you know, I think we've been very good at doing a weekly podcast, but. I think it's gotten to the point where we've covered so many subjects. And honestly, for me, my travel has been so much. And I know you're also traveling, doing a lot of traveling, training people nationally. It's hard for us to get on the same schedule sometimes. Right. And so we think that this will make it easier for us. Um, Hopefully, we'll be able to go with the content that we do produce once a month more in depth with it. Um, But I will say, guys, like you can still listen on a weekly basis because we have so much backlog of episodes. So if you haven't listened to all the episodes, you can go back and you you got, you know, a year or more of weekly listens that you can do of reruns. Yeah, and I really recommend that because I think this is probably the best training that I've ever seen in terms of ongoing training on yeah. on how to be on the sidewalk and deal with the many issues that come up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no doubt. So, you know, hey, we're we're open to the idea of going back to weekly. Right now, we think the way our schedules are and just what makes sense to us, once a month is fine. It'll come out on the first Thursday of every month, so be looking for it. And uh, you guys should be listening to this episode the first Thursday of October, Mm -hmm. and that will be the pattern going forward. But, you know, if we get a bunch of feedback and we get a bunch of people saying, no, we need it weekly. Money. We get a yeah, ton of money. Maybe yeah. maybe we'll consider. Yeah, you send us some cash. We'll, we'll make it happen. Gifts, a house yeah. on the river, any of that, we might consider going back <laughs> right, once a week. Right. So, yeah. Um, so that's what we're, we're thinking. We prayed through this thing. We talked through it. We felt like that was a good decision to make because we don't want to stop doing it. The last thing I want to do is get burned out doing this and just yeah. not do it at all yeah. and not do it with fervor with passion and with excellence. Yeah. So I'd rather do once a month with fervor, passion and excellence than do weekly and just kind of fizzle out and burn out and just babble, which, you know, can right. be the tendency, right. you know, and start <laughs> babbling about stuff. Um, so yeah, that's, that's what we're going to do. We yeah. um, would appreciate you guys feedback on that. Some encouragement to, Hey, this is great. You know, we love you guys once a week, but once a month we're, we're ready for it. And uh, again, maybe if we hear a bunch of you guys, groaning and complaining maybe we'll start back once a week uh, maybe next year or something we'll just yeah. see we'll see what you guys feedback is and we do want you guys feedback reach out to us mm-hmm. about the episodes about the format we did tweak the format recently and let us know what you think you can reach out to us well we'll give you our email addresses at the end that's what we often do but yeah you can definitely reach out to us and let us know what your feedback is so with that we're going to jump into a story that happened recently, and gosh, the Lord has been very gracious to raise up sidewalk teams all over the nation from you know, the West Coast to the East Coast and in between. And this story is from Modesto, California, Correct. our team there, Misty, who's our leader there, is an amazing leader, and God's using her 
just to raise up some amazing people that serve on the sidewalk and also yeah. to engage with churches. So share that story briefly with us, Vicki. Yeah, so Modesto um, just saw a baby born recently, a baby who was saved from abortion. Yeah. And uh, that's Baby Rio. Okay. Was the baby's name, is the baby's name. And uh, the story was just such a wonderful one. The The mom was 12 weeks pregnant and Everyone wanted the mom to abort, the father, mm-hmm. all of her family. And so she thought it was the best decision, giving rough circumstances, which is often the case with these moms. So she drove to the abortion center. She saw the sidewalk outreach team, and she stopped to take one of our pamphlets and listened as they spoke. They spoke the truth in love and with compassion, as they always do, and how the church would help. Yeah. And we have found that to be very effective when we start talking specifically yeah. about all the help and resources that are yeah, available. Yeah, I mean, the three talking points that we talk about yeah. so um, so consistently, like, yeah. it seems like they employed those. Yeah, they they did everything right, it sounds like. Anyway, she. by the way, you can do everything right, and the mom still goes in and sure. aborts. But in this case, she agreed to go to a nearby pregnancy center for an ultrasound, and then even sent the team the ultrasound picture oh, wow. right away. And they were all rejoicing over that when they saw the precious baby on the screen. And then uh, later that day, she sent this message, and I'll, re- I'll read exactly what that message said. Thank you. I'm glad you guys were there. I didn't want to have an abortion. It was the sign I needed, them being there, was yeah. the sign that she needed. God bless all of you. You are angels in disguise. Yeah. So... um and they they all then you know got to see the baby when the baby was born through her baby shower. So so that leads into our tip. Yeah, that yeah. What, what she expressed is we hear it all the time that we are a sign. Right. Yeah. 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 And I think I've I'm, I've shared this in our trainings and and other scenarios. Nine times out of ten, if you ask a mom coming to the abortion center if she prayed and asked God for a sign. She's going to say, yeah. I mean, I've even yeah. talked to people that are atheists that said they prayed for a sign before they came to the abortion center. They they, they knew, I've talked about this before, there's kind of this tension and two things that these women are grasping for as they're headed to the abortion center. Yeah. They're grasping for a justification to abort, and they're grasping for a justification to leave, mm-hmm. right? They're, they're mm-hmm. looking for reasons. They're looking for a sign. Mm-hmm. And of course, we never want to be a sign affirming abortion. And just the fact that we're there is a sign that's affirming life, right? right? Just being there is a sign. Yeah. Standing there praying. But all the more when you're reaching out, when you hand them a piece of literature, you have an actual physical sign that they see a picture of a baby that was mm-hmm. saved from abortion or or some kind of words that affirm life on those signs. That can be a sign. So yeah. you guys that are out there on the sidewalk, um, th- these stories, praise God, we get to hear about this story, mm-hmm. but I promise you guys, there are women that come to the abortion center where you are a sign at, where you're holding a sign or you're praying right. or you're reaching out or whatever, and they're driving on past because you were the answer to their prayer. And you might not find out about those babies that were saved until you stand before the Lord, but yeah. I guarantee you guys, you are being a sign to your community. Mm-hmm. You're being a sign to the be- people inside of the abortion clinic that are working there. And you're being assigned to those mothers that are coming to the abortion center. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, so great story and great. Uh, the tip is more an encouragement, right? You know, that yeah. just know that that you are you are a sign. Yeah. Well, I mean, practically too. I would ask the question: mm-hmm. Did you pray for a sign? Like yes. when a mom stops, yeah. I'm having a one-on-one conversation. Yeah. A lot of times that'll be my question: Did you pray and ask God for a sign? Yeah. And if they say yes, yeah, then you say you think that us being here, yeah, us having these resources, us having this mobile ultrasound unit or this pregnancy center right around the corner here, you think that could be the sign that you prayed for? Yeah. I think it is. You know, I've had moms when I have asked that, I'll ask it over the mic microphone. We use a microphone at our, the facility where we minister. And when I say that, sometimes they'll come over and they're like shocked. They think I'm like prophetic or something right. <laughs> because, because I knew that they prayed for a sign, but so many women do. Yeah. So it, it is, that's a really good point. That is a good tip. Yeah. A- ask them, did you pray for a sign? Yeah. 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 So shifting gears a bit, let's jump into our subject. Um, today, the article that we're going off of, an article that Vicki wrote a couple of weeks ago, is titled, Don't You Have Better Ways to Spend Your Time? Yeah. And it, so, Vicki, read your, your theme scripture here and give us a little kind of basis yeah. for the Yeah, and by the way, if you article. haven't heard someone ask you that while you're at the abortion center, just be there a little <laughs> longer. You will. You'll, you'll yeah. hear it. So this scripture is very critical in answering that question. And I'm going to read it to you, and then we're going to discuss it a little. It's from Habakkuk uh, chapter 3, verses 17 to 19. Okay. Though the fig tree may not blossom, nor fruit be on the vines, though the labor of the olive may fail, and the fields yield no food, though the flock may be cut off from the fold, and there be no herd in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation." The Lord God is my strength. He will make my feet like deer's feet, and he will make me walk on the high hills. Now, something I want to point out, everybody has probably heard that end part. The Lord God is my strength. He will make my feet like the deer's feet, and he'll make me walk. A lot of people quote that. It's on a lot of, you know, uh, mementos in Christian stores or whatever. The first part isn't quite as um, encouraging. Right, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And and so... um, uh, The reason that I thought of this verse, I want to tell you the first time that I really, like, really explored this verse, um, I had done a painting for a woman who was about to undergo a double mastectomy after being diagnosed with a very aggressive breast cancer. And um, she could well have died. Yeah. And she was going to have extensive surgery. She She was in surgery for many hours, something like six to eight hours. And um, before she went into that surgery with a very uncertain future in front of her, I, I, told, I painted a painting for her and asked her, what verse would you like that will be an encouragement for you yeah. to put on this painting? And she told me this verse. And that's when I started studying this verse really in depth. I've read it many times before, but I had never really thought a lot about it. Yeah. But kind of the bottom line basic message is, no matter what you do to me, <laughs> no matter what what there is that fails in my life, and no matter what I see, no matter what lack of fruit I see, I will still rejoice in you, Lord. Yeah. Yeah. I will still praise your holy name. Amen. That's basically the bottom line of, of what that, that verse is saying. Can I sum it up? Yes. There's two times to worship the Lord. Uh-huh. When you feel like it and when you don't. 
Yeah. There's two times to obey the Lord. Yeah. When you feel like it and when you don't. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. And I think that's kind of a, you know a springboard into what we're going to be talking about. Yeah. In this article, you begin by talking about you know we've heard this from pro-abortion people. I've heard it from pastors by people who don't like the fact that we're out there on the sidewalk. Go get a job. Don't, don't you, you have better time to spend your <clears throat> better ways to spend your time? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you know, of course, the response from us is like, well, n- no, actually, there's. <laughs> people dying inside of there, what better thing could I be doing than giving these babies a voice and speaking the truth of the gospel? But I would think, and and well, I wouldn't think, I I know because I've experienced this, that there are times when you yourself are out on the sidewalk and you're kind of thinking the same thing. Yeah. You know, you've got people that are coming into the driveway, walking into the clinic, uh, whatever the case may be that are just ignoring you. And sometimes You're, the whole day, sometimes they they had 80 people at, at here, um, I think on Tuesday. Yeah. And they said it felt like there were no interactions. No one, yeah. no one even stopped right. to talk with yeah. them. That, that does make you wonder, is this the best use of my time? Yeah. Yeah. Don't I have better ways to spend my time than yeah. to come out here and speak to a bunch of obstinate people that won't listen, people right. that won't even stop and take my literature. Right. And so, yeah, you could kind of turn that inwardly and start thinking to yourself, man, I could be doing a lot better things. We did an episode uh, s- several months ago about, um, the. you remember, the enemy of the best mm-hmm. is the good? Yeah. And the premise behind that was essentially that we could do a lot of good things, especially within the pro-life world, right? There's a lot of stuff, political stuff, right? And, you know, pregnancy center, uh you know, working with adoption agencies. I mean, there's just a lot of stuff you can do. Protests, marches, prayer yeah. walks, whatever. There yeah, are yeah. many, many ways to address the, the yeah, issue yeah. of abortion. Mm-hmm. And for somebody, those, thing, those, those things could be the best. Like one of those things could be best. Of course, yeah. sidewalk outreach being one of those things that you could do yeah. to combat the evil of abortion, right? There's a lot of things you could do. You need to find out what are the things that you should do. Mm-hmm. And those things for you are the best mm-hmm. things, right? Mm-hmm. So... Um, kind of the same thing here, the same thought is, what's the best thing? Like, has God truly called you to be on the sidewalk? Because at the end of the day, when we get back to philosophy of ministry, the thing that we're called to do and the thing that we should pour our heart into is, um, you know, that's the best for us, and that's what we should focus on, and God hasn't changed his mind. And the other things can be a distraction for those things, and that stuff is not what we're called to and what we're supposed to be doing is not about us. Right. It's about the Lord. Yeah. Our motivation, our philosophy of ministry behind what we do is not us first. How does it make us feel? It's about the Lord. What has he called me to do? And if you were prompted to go out on the sidewalk and be a voice for the voiceless in that context, it's not going to be easy and it's not going to be about you and what you feel like. It's not about how many interactions you have. It's about, are you obeying the Lord? Um, You look throughout the prophets consistently, and you'll see Jeremiah being an example, Noah being a very prominent example Mm -hmm. of a man who Mm -hmm. was called to prophesy. You see, Noah was a prophet, not just a shipbuilder, right? His main Mm -hmm. goal, his main calling was to be a prophet. He prophesied for 120 years, and only his family were those who came, right? So the results... That stuff's in God's hands. The calling and walking in obedience to the calling, that's your job, right? 
Yeah. It's not about results. It's not about how we feel. That doesn't make it any easier, but it does if we can shift our focus away from us to the Lord it does help us to sustain that calling and, and stay consistent in what we're called to. Yeah. So I I do get asked this many many times as as I train throughout uh you know the nation people saying well we're just not seeing people aren't stopping there's no interactions they're not taking our literature we're not seeing any saves maybe I'm not supposed to be doing this. Yeah. And and they they start to really question. Um, whether God has even called them. And I think that we we tell them over and over again, it you're not responsible for the results. Yeah. That that's God's work. But they we all still have these times. We often have seasons where there really is what feels like no result from all of our efforts. It feels futile. Yeah. And I don't want to pretend that that's not hard. It is. It It's very hard. But I really felt like really examining this scripture and really going through it carefully and thinking about what it's saying can help us and remind us um, really on about where our, our focus should be. And one of the first things is we are called to rejoice. Yeah. Even when all these things fail, all these things that we expect God to take care of, but he doesn't, when they fail, they feel like it. they failed to us. Right. We are still called to rejoice in the Lord. And some of the things that we should not do, I wrote out a list in this article, and some of it is personal. These are things I've done in when I think it just feels futile. And and there are things I've seen others do as well. Yeah. So first of all, we're not supposed to run because of the disappointments. Run yeah. away. That 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 is not the answer. And it's so often what the world chooses to do. It's too disappointing. Right. So I'm going to give up. But we are not supposed to give up because of disappointment. Disappointments will come, but stay the course. Yeah. Amen. Another thing that if you look carefully at that passage, nowhere does Habakkuk say, there is no fruit on the vine, so Lord, would you please grow fruit? Yeah. He could. God could. And Habakkuk could say, I'd really prefer you put fruit on the vine. Put the cows back in the stalls. Um, you know, but he doesn't. Um, and I think that's true for us also. I don't think that our main Focus should be pleading for the end of the struggle. Yeah, yeah. God could end the struggle. And if he doesn't, there may well be a purpose that is beyond our ability to understand. Yeah. I might rephrase that okay. a little bit. Um, I would say certainly we should pray. You know, if the struggle is day after day, no one's interacting with us. Yeah. I think we should definitely pray God Please help us to have more intera interactions. Right. Or, you know, if we have pro-abortion people or, you know, I know this has happened in a couple of scenarios. There's an annoying neighbor near the abortion center that just causes you issues. Yeah. I think you definitely should pray for those things to be remedied. But you shouldn't be disillusioned if you don't get the answer 
You know, I think of Paul, right? The thorn in the flesh. We all know that, right? Paul prays three times yeah. that this thorn in the flesh would be removed. God says, no, my grace is sufficient. So, yeah, I think you should you should pray for those things to cease. But if they don't, you should trust that God's grace is sufficient. Like, yeah. don't get disillusioned with God and, you know, stay the course. Because those things are designed to get you... Um, to get you focused on yourself, to get you disillusioned. And I think that that's a good word, the focus. Yeah. I think that's that um, the focus cannot be on the struggle. Yeah, The exactly. focus really has to be on the mission yeah. and, and you doing what you're called by God to do rather than... Um, I hear so many times um, and so much of the time of some of um, people on the sidewalk is spent complaining about the pro-abortion group. Right, yeah. They're, they're not going away. They, I mean, they're. I pray they do. I mean, I do pray that they yeah. do. But if I, if I spend my whole time worrying about that or spend my whole prayer life praying for that, um, I think it, the focus is no longer on um, – what I'm called to do and on God. Yeah. It's focusing yeah. on the storm. Like Peter, yeah, it's when he like sinks. The, the enemy wins in that case, yeah. right? Because what do they want to do? The pro-abortion people want to uh, have your focus on them That's rather right. than what God's called you to. Yeah. And you've fallen into the trap there if they become your focus. No, yeah. that doesn't mean you shouldn't pray for them. It doesn't mean you shouldn't pray for them to get saved and, and move on. But it, yeah, I agree. It shouldn't be our, yeah. our focus. Our focus, our focus needs to be on Jesus and obedience to him. And uh, because at the end of the day, if something's a thorn in our side and all we do is think and pray about that thing and that thing causes us so much anxiety and so much problem, so much trouble, then it becomes about us. Mm -hmm. It becomes about the pain that we're suffering and the struggle that we're having rather than about the Lord. So, yeah, 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 Yeah. good word. Yeah. Similarly, we're not we're not supposed to wallow in pity, questions of self-worth, how to spend our valuable time. Which, by the way, is a gift from God. Yeah. Uh, it's God that gives us every moment that we have. And if he's called you to do this, then you're not wasting your time. There, No time spent serving God is ever wasted. It may feel like a waste. But yeah. But anyway, so th- there are some things we are um, uh, supposed to focus on and to recognize, okay. I, th- I think, in, in these verses. Yeah. And... Um, Again, the focus is on God. The fruit of the vine is his gift. Yeah. And it's also, it's his choice to show us or to withhold it. Sure. And, and we've got to trust that when, yeah. he, no matter which he does, there's a, a reason, yeah. a purpose yeah. for it. Yeah. That, and that is the testing, right? I mean, you think about in Habakkuk's day, the fruit of the vine represents, you know, commerce, money, mm-hmm. you know, that, that sort of thing, livelihood. Yeah. And so for us, I mean, we're not necessarily talking about livelihood because many mm-hmm. of you guys that are listening, you're volunteers and it's not about your livelihood, but it is about you seeing fruit it is about you getting to experience, you know, babies being saved. Some of the most difficult times of being out there is not when a pro abort's yelling in your face. It's when there's like nothing happening. That's when yes. you start to doubt your calling. That's yes. when you start to doubt the validity of the ministry. Yeah. But if the Lord's called you to it. He's called you to it, no matter how you feel, what you're experiencing. Yeah. And some of those feelings, being cut off, isolated, alone, feeling there is no comfort, feeling like the the, um, 
the prophet describes it that your stalls are empty. Yeah, they're empty and they should be full. Why? Why is God not filling filling the stalls? Yeah. Um. But no matter what, and here's you know just an really main point here. Don't spend that time complaining no matter what. If one or all of the above are true, we are still called to rejoice. Right. Yeah. No matter what. Find a cause to rejoice in the Lord that that you're there. Yeah. Um, yeah. One of the things that I will say about the way of encouragement for you guys, and again, easier said than done. This is not easy. Yeah. But I will I will just help you guys understand we've been there. We're not saying yeah. something to you guys and encouraging you to do something that we ourselves haven't done. We've yeah. we've been at this abortion center and others in thick and thin when it's mm-hmm. busy and then when there's nothing going on, when there's interactions, so many interactions, you don't have enough team members to interact with the people and so few interactions that you wonder why you why are you even here. So we've right. Right. we've we've been through all of this stuff. We we're not just preaching to you all. We're preaching to ourselves. We have we've experienced all of that, and ultimately, the way that we've worked through it is recognizing where does our strength come from? Yeah. Where does our um, where does our joy come from? Why are why are we there? Because God has put us there for such a time as this. No matter. What? And then the end of that that verse, the one that everybody knows about, the the part that everybody wants, he's the one that gives us the ability to walk in those high places like like the deer. Um and that's that's a gift from him, but that's not where we necessarily are gonna spend um all of our time. It's a gift of God. Sometimes we will yeah. be on the high places, but as you were saying, I think just now, a lot of times we're in those low places. And we can't make a decision to abandon ship, yeah, because we're we're in those low places, yeah, and we think somehow God's calling on our life has changed, yeah. When we stand before the Lord, we're not going to be held accountable for the for the results, because we can't change a heart, right? We're not going to be held accountable for how many babies were saved. Um, we're not going to be held accountable for how many people come to the Lord. We're going to be held accountable for our obedience to God, mm-hmm. not the results. The results are in the Lord's hands. The results are you know, God's conviction and people's response to that conviction. But we will be held accountable for our faithfulness. Yeah. Were we at the place God called us to be when we felt like it and when we didn't? Yeah. And even in our response, um, our, in, in our obedience— are we in a, an attitude of joy, prayer, rejoicing, or are we complaining all the time? And if we're complaining all the time in the midst of adversity, I think we need to reexamine and maybe reread this passage from Habakkuk because complaining is not in there. Yeah. And despite everything going wrong, he's rejoicing yeah. in God. Yeah. So the question is, is that don't we have a better way to spend our time? And the answer is no. No. There's no better way to spend your time than to spend your time in obedience to the God that created you. He created you for a purpose. The Bible says that we are created in Christ Jesus unto good works, right? We, mm-hmm. we are born again in him to do the works that he's prepared for us before the foundation of the world. Isn't that what it says? Something like Something that. Something like you're, that. You're yeah. <laughs> so, so the Lord has prepared good works for us to do. And it's up to us whether or not we walk in those good works. So if you guys are called to this, and you are, because that's why you're listening. Stick with it. 
Yeah. And the thick and the thin. And, and rejoice. Yeah. Rejoice. Yeah. Look for the miracles. I always advise new counselors that are just really struggling and pointing out all the negatives. Don't let your mind go there. Yeah. You know, it's okay to mention it. And I know sometimes you do need the feedback, but your mind should be stayed on the Lord. And that is where perfect peace, in fact, that yeah. verse says, is when our mind is stayed on Him, not when it's looking at the struggle. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Well, guys, we appreciate you listening. And as I said at the beginning of this episode, we've decided to scale back to once a month. So let us know what you think about that. We hope that these episodes will be a blessing to you in the coming months. We know that they will be. Um, and you can reach out to us if you have some feedback, you have some suggestions for episodes that we can cover. You reach me at daniel at lovelife.org. You reach her, Vicky with a Y, at lovelife.org. We'd love to hear from you. Check out our podcast website, gospelcenteredprolife.com, and our training and equipping website, Sidewalks, the number four, life, sidewalksforlife.com. And until next time, God bless. God bless you all. Give me an outlet for gratitude I know it will cost me my life But nothing's too precious since I met you